On this episode, we look at the reign of terror that is Amazon's Alexa, the latest Amazon category expansion and HQ2 rumors, the latest movie franchises to go mobile, plus how well does AI stack up against a human? We have the details. It's the Britain Digital Update podcast for the week of March 5th, 2018. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. I am Dave Begood, host of the Britain Digital Update podcast. As marketers and communicators for brands, it is important to not only know who your audience is, but where you can find them. Is your audience still on Facebook, for example? Did they leave Snapchat for Instagram? It is important to be familiar with both current status of your audience as well as industry trends. And we should note that this should be on a case-by-case basis for your brand. Every brand's audience is unique. However, the 2018 Social Media Use Report released recently from Pew Research is quite thorough and makes a pretty good starting point to figure out where your audience might be and the industry trends. This year's report can dispel a few myths making the rounds on social media. For example, are users ditching Facebook left and right? Pew says this isn't the case. While it isn't growing at the pace it had been over the past few years, the research is showing that 68% of Americans are using Facebook. That's a number that hasn't changed in two years. People are still using Facebook. We do know, however, from some users and maybe from personal experience, that some people are using Facebook a little less often than they used to. Now, interestingly enough, according to this research, a higher percentage of users, 73% of Pew Research survey respondents, report using YouTube, compared to only 68% for Facebook. YouTube might not be the place you believe your brand's audience is, but it's very possible they are there. It's no surprise that age plays a factor in which social media networks are used by an audience, too. While 78% of 18 to 24-year-olds are on Snapchat and 71% are on Instagram, that number drops to just 40 and 30% respectively when it comes to the 30 to 49-year-old age group. It drops even further. Only 16% of users on Instagram are over the age of 50. So needless to say, if you're targeting a 50-year-old customer for your brand, Instagram may not be the best platform to reach them on, despite all the buzz. Now that's the kind of information you really need to be aware of, right, in order to be successfully reaching and communicating your brand's audience. Now maybe you're already lost in numbers, and that's okay. I'll be honest, I geek out on them. If that's not your thing, that's cool. Each week, we deliver the latest data when it comes to audience targeting, platform updates, and more. We geek out on the numbers, and then we pass on the most relevant digital marketing, social media, and retail information your way in the Britain Digital Update and the Britain Digital Update podcast. So let's get started. Picture this, a young millennial, fast asleep on the couch, Waking up, gasping, and screaming in fear after hearing from the direction of their Amazon Echo. Who's there? They exclaim. Sounds like the beginning of a low-budget horror film where technology turns on society. Now, Alexa, as it turns out, has not turned on us. She has, however, on multiple occasions recently, let out a creepy, random laugh. Happened to Gavin Hightower, and after hearing it, he tweeted out, There's a good chance I get murdered tonight. 
he was a little freaked out by it. Amazon admitted the random laugh has become a recent issue. In rare circumstances, Amazon told BuzzFeed News, Alexa can mistakenly hear the phrase Alexa laugh. Now, if you're sleeping, how does that happen? Alexa can hear the phrase in the middle of the night when there's no other noise? Amazon has sent an update to disable that trigger phrase, by the way. They've sent a fix. Instead, Amazon is changing the phrase to be, Alexa, can you laugh? So if you want her to laugh and hear what it sounds like, turn to your Echo Dot and say, Alexa, can you laugh? It's uh, less likely to have false positives, according to Amazon. The Verge reports that Amazon also changed the response to say, sure, I can laugh, followed by the laughter rather than just the random laughter. So even if it did happen randomly with a false positive, you would hear, sure, I can laugh before just random creepy laughter. It's still creepy in the middle of the night, though. And by the way, I did test it out, the fix, on my Echo Dot at home last night and can confirm the change has been made. So I guess it'll be slightly less creepy, but we are going to still sleep with one eye open. We're watching you, Alexa. Now, not everything Amazon touches is super creepy, unless, of course, in that case, you should be scared. Very darn scared. Amazon expanding into new categories faster than you can spell prime, right? I mean, like, they're everywhere. Just in the past few weeks, Amazon purchased the doorbell camera startup Ring for a billion dollars so they can stake a bigger claim in the home security category. They also entered the pharmaceutical industry. They launched private label brand over-the-counter medications. And this week, it came out that they are working with J.P. Morgan Chase to possibly create a checking account banking product aimed at millennials that currently don't use checking accounts or even probably know what a check is. You know what? I wrote one the other day for the first time in like two years. It was weird. Now, of course, the banking product will go along with their massive online retail footprint and their share of the grocery industry. They have plans. It's all going to work together. Jeff Bezos is sitting back in his chair twiddling his fingers with a maniacal Alexa laugh, possibly. (laughs) There's a whole lot more spending to come. They'll be buying more companies. They'll be adding more categories. This Amazon thing, I have a feeling, is just getting started. So is the rumor mill. It's working overtime to try and leak the location of Amazon's second world headquarters, the HQ2 location. It's been narrowed to 20 locations publicly, right? Including not all that far from here in Indianapolis. A recent Business Insider article points out there's evidence that is mounting that could end up being somewhere in the Washington, D.C. area. Apparently, there's been an increase in web traffic to an article on environmentally friendly policies from a county in that area. And it came, all this web traffic came from an internal Amazon server. So that's kind of led to some of this speculation. It doesn't hurt that three of the top 20 locations for HQ2 are near Washington, D.C. And on top of that, billionaire Jeff Bezos has a home in the area already. It's not small either. Official word not expected until later this year for HQ2. Okay, let's move on. Outside of the evil Alexa laugh, when things get scary, there's only one team to call. I mean, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters, of course. Recently, a collaboration announced to expand the Ghostbusters universe into AR, augmented reality, and the result was announced just last week, called Ghostbusters World. It's a game currently in development based on Ghostbusters reminiscent of Pokemon Go. This looks freaking 
awesome. According to Digital Trends, the game sends you on a quest to capture hundreds of ghosts from the Ghostbusters universe. So Slimer, you can go catch him. The Marshmallow Puff Man, I'm sure that's uh, in there as well somewhere. You can check out the trailer for Ghostbusters World. It was released uh, and put on YouTube. There's a lot of nostalgia involved with Ghostbusters. It could be perhaps way more mainstream than Pokemon and Pokemon Go, which went on to become one of the fastest-growing mobile games in history. And I have, a, I have a feeling Ghostbusters World is going to be huge. Pokemon Go also paved the way for augmented reality to become mainstream. So franchises like already announced Harry Potter and The Walking Dead and now Ghostbusters could have a pathway to success. So I'm, I'm this one I'm super excited about. I'm not sure I feel the same way about another announcement that just happened in the last few days about Jurassic World Alive. It's not that it doesn't look like an amazing game with another no-brainer movie franchise adaption. It's just the idea of walking around my neighborhood and spotting a T-Rex that could possibly chase me or even a freaking raptor. It took so many nights and, and a few therapy sessions to get that sound of the nail from the raptor's claw tapping on metal, you know, in the kitchen scene. Oh, I'm not sure I can handle that again. I'm worried that the, the raptors are going to pop out and start running through my neighborhood now. Anyways, Jurassic World Alive, another AR mobile game expected to be released possibly later this year. Now, like it or not, AI, artificial intelligence and machine learning, already part of our lives and our business, whether it's the Facebook algorithm, using voice search, or something like Pinterest Lens or Google Lens, which is visual object recognition, AI is already impacting how we market our brands. Now, we currently can't replace humans for a lot of our tasks. There's too much thinking that is involved in machine learning that hasn't happened yet, but it can be a tool that you can use to help scale efficiency and effectiveness. And a new study from a company called Law Geeks, which is an AI contract review platform, for lawyers. They just demonstrated how much of an impact these tools can make. They did a study that matched artificial intelligence against 20 human lawyers. They did a review of legal contracts, of NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. And in terms of accuracy, the AI computers, the artificial intelligence, was accurate 94% of the time compared to the human lawyers who were accurate 85% of the time. Still good for accuracy, but not as good as the artificial intelligence. That's not even the huge difference in performance. That came in terms of the time needed to execute this legal contract review. It took the 20 lawyers an average of 92 minutes to review five non-disclosure agreements. How long did it take the artificial intelligence? 26 seconds. That's it! 26 seconds! And... It did it with more accuracy than human lawyers. It's being billed by Law Geeks as the first time that humans have been surpassed by artificial intelligence and performance. So I don't know if we should worry that AI is going to replace us, replace our jobs. I mean, some jobs will eventually be replaced, but it's important to remember AI is best used when it's a tool. Artificial intelligence allows us to automate some of the tasks that we do allows us to complete those tasks quicker and with more accuracy. And it allows us to focus on the relationships we need with our clients, with our audience, with our customers, 
and allow the time that is needed for proper communication because it's all about relationships, right? This could really be super exciting technology if approached with the right perspective. Like it's a tool. I mean, we shouldn't be freaking out about this. Not until we hear an evil laugh you know, in the middle of the night from our Alexa. (laughs) Now, on the blog version of the Britain Digital Update, you can find even more news, links to things that we don't have time to get into in this episode. For example, more Facebook Messenger customer service tools. There's a link to why 40% of users eventually cancel their subscription boxes. Kind of interesting. Google launched a video voicemail. You can find out about that. Cinemagraphs are super cool, and they could be coming to Instagram. There's a link on our Britain Digital Update. And find out about 21% of shoppers that are already using something called conversational commerce. Something you should know about. All that and more online at BritainMDG.com. Just click on blog and the digital update section. So, there you go. If you feel informed, you feel like this episode was loaded with value, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast via iTunes. Just search for Britain Digital Update and hit the subscribe button. You can follow us on SoundCloud as well for the new episodes. But that is a wrap. Episode 5 of the Britain Digital Update podcast for the week of March the 5th, 2018. I'm Dave B. Good. Thanks for listening. <laughs>